Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. It is the week of November 27th, 2023. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you were able to get some time off of work, eat some good food, spend time with family. I know my wife and I were talking. Uh, this was probably our favorite one, our best one. Uh, we had we had a lot of fun. It was special. It was our first with our son. You know, being able to have some of our family members meet him for the first time was special. You know, get some good pictures. All the food was good. We ate a lot of food. It was all delicious. Um, I was happy. You know, I got a few days off of work. It was just it was just a good time. Uh, so hopefully, you guys had a uh, a good and happy Thanksgiving as well. Now, you know, it's on to Christmas. Christmas time is in full effect. Uh, you know, the Black Friday shopping, Cyber Monday, all the deals, everyone's putting their decorations up, all the Christmas movies are on, so here we are. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Disney World Today. My DMs on Instagram are always open. Um, and why do I always say this? Why do I think it's important? A few reasons. One, uh, if you have ideas for the show, topic ideas, rankings, top 10 lists, anything like that, send them my way. If you feel like you have a good Disney opinion you want to talk about on the show, if you just want to vent to me about Disney, if you you know just went on a trip and you have some feedback on your recent trip, all that stuff, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I love talking Disney with you guys, and you know I, I always bring it up. But one of the reasons why I started this podcast was to give people like me and you like a voice when it comes to Disney. I always listen to Disney podcasts. I always felt like I had good takes, good opinions, good facts, all this stuff. And I, I would email, tweet, you know, these certain podcasts, like, and they would never acknowledge me. You know, it's like not even a reply. It's like, wow, okay. I had, I had some good stories that related to your episode. I don't even get a like back or a reply. Like, wow, okay. So I always made it a habit. Like, you know, if, if I ever, you know, had a, a podcast or, you know, with my Instagram, like if someone reached out to me and wanted to talk Disney, I would 100% at least respond and have a conversation. And I just love talking Disney. So hit me up on Instagram, TikTok. You can follow me there. If you can, hit that subscribe button. If you haven't already, leave me a rating and a review. If you do write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. And if you like what you're hearing, if you want to support me and support the show, it's all much appreciated. You can find the links to do so in my Spotify homepage or in my Instagram bio. Last week's episode, I tried to make a little longer just in case uh, people were traveling or, you know, had had to work on Black Friday, needed some a little extra Disney magic. But we did our top five Disney World attraction songs, as well as a pretty lengthy Q&A uh, with questions sent in from you guys. So that episode was a lot of fun. Um, you know, ranking, uh, I thought about doing just top Disney attraction songs, but it's so hard to do. Um, and then I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll do a top 10. But then it's like, if I do a top 10, like I'm not really challenging myself, but I wanted to do my top five, actually think about it, actually rank them. 
You guys know I have a hard time doing that sometimes. Um, but it was a lot of fun ranking my uh, my top five attraction songs. You know, I I base my lists off of. I think a big part of it was like um, being able to sing along while you're on the attraction, and just how well the song or music fit that attraction as well. So if you haven't listened, it's available. It's a good one. Check it out. This week's episode kind of based off a suggestion from one of you guys. Uh, so I have a, on my notes app on my phone, I just keep a list of all the episode ideas. And, um, one of them on my list was adding two countries to world showcase at Epcot. And then last week during the Q and a, one of you guys asked me if I could add a country to world showcase, uh, what would I add? Um, I believe it was Ali one, Ali M one four six on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I had this on my list. I was eventually going to do it. So let's do it this week. Adding two countries to World Showcase. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So shout out again to AllieM146 on Instagram. Uh, for the question sent in last week about World Showcase, kind of kind of sparked it like, hey, you know, I had it on my list. We might as well just get to it now. World Showcase at Epcot. I, I've talked about it before. It's one of those things, like Epcot in general, I definitely love it more now than I did when I was a kid. And World Showcase especially, I love a lot more now than I did when I was a kid. When I was a kid, to be honest, like... I didn't really have an interest in World Showcase at all. Um, I thought Maelstrom was cool, and that was it. Like, I didn't really care about going through all the countries and trying the food there or looking through the stores. Any Like, I didn't care about, you know, the, the architecture and how accurate it was. I didn't care about any of that stuff. I wanted, to watch, I wanted to ride Maelstrom and then get out of there. So the current list of countries at uh, World Showcase, we have Canada... United Kingdom, France, Morocco, Japan, the American Adventure, Italy, Germany, China, Norway, and Mexico. So we have 11 countries in total. And when you think about it, it's a pretty good amount. Like you can spend a lot of time uh, just going through World Showcase. And, uh, you know, the, the stuff I mentioned I hated doing as a kid, you know, I'm the complete opposite now. Like I love doing now. I love going to World Showcase and taking my time and going through each country and literally going into every shop, every store, and just looking at everything. I, I just think it's so cool that the shops especially like sell stuff that you would see in those countries. It's not your typical Disney souvenir shop. It's not stuff you could find, you know, at home at your local mall. It's all this cool, unique stuff to that country. I think that's really cool. You know, the, the Japan and China stores have a lot of cool stuff. Norway, has like these cool like fragrance fragrances I, I feel like always smell amazing there's just so much cool stuff in all of these countries um and now like the, me and my wife especially uh during food and wine but in general like we like kind of going through it and trying different foods and trying different drinks from each place you know trying some snacks going to the bakery in france trying some wine in italy you know getting the uh, caramel popcorn the fresh caramel popcorn in germany I just love it now. I think it's just one of those things like as you get older, you just develop a just a different appreciation. And that's why I love Epcot so much nowadays. 
Um, now that I have a son, we'll see if he follows in my footsteps where it's his least favorite park as a kid. And then maybe as he grows older, uh, he learns to love it. But World Showcase at Epcot, we're adding two countries. It's really crazy to think about. You know, I listed all the countries that are there right now. There was actually plans for more countries. They were going to open World Showcase in phases. And um, Epcot opened in 1982. And... Over the years, there were some talks on building new uh, new countries, you know, and, and the current ones we have, I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised they didn't build more attractions, too, or at least kind of uh, build it with, you know, potentially putting attractions in in the future. Of what I've read and what I've heard, Germany was actually going to have some sort of attraction. It was going to be... Um, you know, a, a classic dark water ride, probably similar to Maelstrom or Grand Fiesta Tour. I believe it was going to be like a some sort of river cruise over there in Germany. And even if it was just one of those slow-moving boat rides, it's still something to do. It's something unique, something cool. Definitely helps break up the crowds. You know, now recently they added uh, Ratatouille to the France Pavilion, which helps. Um, but it would be kind of cool if each country had their own attraction. Now, I know... Countries like Canada, they have like, um, they used to call it the circle vision, like the 360 degree screen. Like, um, I believe there's something like that in uh, China has like reflections of China or, you know, a movie, but I, I've, I really don't count those. Like no one really does those. And it seems like they're almost kind of wasted. It would have been really cool if they actually built like a different unique attraction for each pavilion. You know, nowadays Disney is trying to put their characters and movies into everything, so that might make it a little tougher. You know, Ratatouille, you know, I guess fit in, in France because the, the movie, you know, I think it takes place there, right? Um, you know, uh, Norway Maelstrom was changed to Frozen because the, the Frozen's based on Norway. Uh, the Grand Fiesta Tour, we'll see what happens with that one. So if you're... If you're Disney and you're just following their strategy, it seems like they're only going to put in attractions if they can base it off of a movie or a character in some way. And I've said it since it came out, like, I can't believe they never did anything really with Mulan. It was such a huge movie. Um, you know, they, they definitely could have added some sort of attraction, a ride, a show, 3D show, something uh, over at Epcot World Showcase. But I, I think it's probably too late for that now. So as I mentioned, Epcot World Showcase uh, was going to kind of happen in phases. Phase two, there were uh, some proposed countries that now, included I Israel, was another Spain, country and Equatorial that was to join Africa. The pavilions. Um, of what I could find, I don't know, it, it seems like these three, Israel, Spain, and um, Equatorial Africa, it seems like those three were like actually close to being done. I believe, like, Israel signed a deal. Venezuela, I don't think it got to that point, maybe. Like, there was actually, like, advertisements and marketing for the, the new countries coming to World Showcase. But pretty interesting to think about. I believe, as of now, there's room for five new pavilions. Obviously, some may be smaller than others. But, you know, with these three, we still would have two more openings, which fits perfectly with the idea of the show. But these three, Israel, Spain, and Africa. Now, Africa, I feel like 
they still could do, but does you know does having like an uh, an Africa kind of land at Animal Kingdom would that kind of sh make them stray away from that? Like that would be cool if you've been around Animal Kingdom and the uh, the Africa land that they have there. Uh, really cool with the what is it like the the musical performers? I think is amazing. Love the music. Love the vibes there. Um, just love all of that kind of culture and. Uh, the food there is good, especially when they have like the food and wine festival. They usually have like the steak or these like braised beef. That's really good. So I wonder if they would not, you know, do that one because of that, because of Animal Kingdom. Spain? Spain would be a good one, I think, right? Spain would be interesting. It seems like Spain is one of those countries that has a pretty big following, is kind of known for their culture, known for their food and wine and... Just, yeah, their culture in general. I, you know, I'm just I'm kind of just thinking back to, like, high school Spanish class. Um, you know, they have, uh, was it uh, the, the, the running of the bulls and, like, the, was it the matadors and stuff? Like, that's, like, big over there. Um, I know it's kind of known for, like, its food and wine and, like, scenic views. I don't know too much else, but Spain I could definitely see. That seems like one of those countries that would, you know, if they built Spain, the Spain Pavilion in 1980, like, I feel like, None of us would be like, oh, wow, that feels out of place. I think it would actually fit pretty perfectly. Um, and then the other one, Israel. Given what's going on now, currently, like literally right now, I I don't think that one would be built. Even, even this one, though, in like the 80s, if they were to build it, I don't know. I feel like there would be like, would they build like some sort of religious aspect into it? Like, isn't that kind of what Israel's known for? Like, does Disney want to deal with that? I feel like whatever you build, like there's going to be some group of people out there complaining. Um, so that one would be interesting. You know, even Venezuela, I feel like there's maybe some, uh, some political stuff going on. That's probably not great. That one probably wouldn't be put into Epcot, you know, Disney, seems like they try to stay neutral and not start controversy they just want to avoid that at all costs and i feel like venezuela israel would be two that would spark some sort of controversial topic and outrage uh, on, on at least social media so doing some more reading into it spain um, was actually planned to have an attraction as well as restaurants shopping um, you know, kind of like all the pavilions, they have, you know, different stores and different places to eat. But this one, I think, would have had some sort of sit-down restaurant or quick service place. As well as an attraction. That would have been cool. Again, it probably would have been some sort of boat boat ride, gondola ride, maybe. Um, they said it would have showcased, like, old Spain and new Spain. I have no idea what that means. Again, my, my general knowledge of Spain is based off of um, high school Spanish class and NBA players from Spain, like Pau Gasol. That's what I know about Spain. Uh, but it seems like that would be pretty cool. Um, and, you know, with the whole thing, like, just with the fact that there's five open spots for pavilions, like, that's what bothers me. Like, I don't care what country you put in there. Just put something in there, you know? And that's kind of, like, the, the premise behind this episode. Like, you have the room. It's just kind of fun to think about. You could add a couple countries, so let's just do it. Let's add some countries. It's something new to Epcot that's not, you know, they're doing this whole huge renovation of Future World at Epcot. They're changing pretty much the entire park. And World Showcase, you could do that same thing without, you know, 
without really changing it that much. You could add countries and attractions and it would still feel like classic Epcot. It would still feel like the world showcase that I know and love, you know, that I went to as a kid, just with more options and more things to do. So after doing some more reading and some more digging, uh, I did find that there were more planned countries than the ones I just listed, which again, pretty crazy to think about because the list that I found, I was able to kind of add up here, looks like another six countries. So 10 total, um, that I could find that were planned at some point uh, before ultimately being scrapped. So this next group of countries uh, that Disney kind of planned and talked about. Now, some of these um, go back to like the 70s when they're, you know, planning on building Epcot. You know, some of their original plans had uh, these countries. So Russia, Costa Rica, Switzerland, Iran, Denmark, and the United Arab Emirates. Not going to lie, pretty shocked to see that Russia um, was, you know, one of their ideas for a country at World Showcase. They had concept art uh, built for a Russian pavilion. And even if this is in the 70s, um, 80s, it's like you're still not that far removed from like the Cold War. You know, that stuff, if you've, you know, remember from history class or seen movies or TV shows, the relations between the United States and Russia during the 50s and 60s, not great, you know, definitely not great. Um, so the fact that, you know, 20 or so years later, they're talking about putting a Russian pavilion at Epcot seems a little weird to me because you, you have to assume that a lot of the people that would be going to Epcot grew up in that era of, you know, being either afraid or just having this like different view of Russia. So it would be Interesting if there was a Russian pavilion. Um, during the phase two expansion of Epcot, uh, the Russian themed pavilion was planned. It was going to showcase um, that famous cathedral that's there. Was it like Red Square? Uh, you know, Moscow, that Moscow, Moscow, you know, architecture and that whole area. Um, they said it was canceled when the Soviet Union um, broke up and that whole kind of thing went down over there, which. I don't know, it, probably a good thing in the long run uh, that uh, this pavilion didn't get made. The next one here, Costa Rica. This is an interesting one to think about, Costa Rica. It's, it's a place where kind of opposite of, you know, Russia and some of these other countries, not that hard to get to. You know, it's not that far. It's, you know, you don't have to worry too much. Costa Rica would be interesting. They, they proposed, um, you know, the Costa Rican pavilion it would have like their you know spanish colonial style architecture architecture there's gonna be a bunch of tropical plants waterfalls because i think when i think costa rica i think of like rainforests and like tropical like birds and frogs and stuff uh and they were going to do something with that you know with exotic birds um just kind of capitalize on that whole like kind of tropic feel rainforest waterfalls trees uh, that would be pretty cool. It'd fit, you know, fit right in in uh, Florida in the middle of summer with that with that weather. The next one here, Switzerland. Um, this one would have been cool. Switzerland, if you know Disneyland, you know that they have um, the Matterhorn ride. It's kind of like, uh, probably similar to almost like um, Thunder Mountain, like that type of coaster. And it takes place like in a Swiss um, like mountain. Um, pretty fun ride, pretty popular one. Uh, it sounds like 
Disney building a Switzerland pavilion was just kind of based around building uh, a Matterhorn coaster in Florida, which, oh man, that would have been awesome. Can you imagine if they had that at World Showcase? Man, that would be so cool. Um, it sounds like they were in negotiations with the Swiss government, but those just fell apart in 1987. And Disney wasn't able to get funding from another sponsor, so it just kind of got scrapped. Would have been cool to get uh, Switzerland in the you know the Matterhorn ride. Um, I I do have to wonder if having Norway um, kind of played a role in that as well. It's like okay, we have Norway, you know maybe we don't need both of these countries that you know are kind of similar. But as being able to see the uh, the Matterhorn mountain and, and being able to ride that coaster would have been pretty cool. So the next country here, Iran. Uh, this one was planned. Uh, you won't be surprised, planned way back in the 70s before Epcot was even opened. And when they're in the planning phases, um, they talked about and even had, again, concept art um, for an Iran, 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 I don't know how to pronounce. I know it, I'm probably saying it wrong, but uh, pavilion. And it, I believe it was 1979 is when all the was it the the Shah of Iran was overthrown and it led to like the huge tension political tensions and, and stuff between Iran and the United States if you've seen the movie Argo um, that's kind of where I'm basing my knowledge off of um, would have been pretty cool to think about uh, again though if they build a pavilion like this and then you know th that stuff happens and there's these these big political tension and this wars and, and fighting and violence. Like, what do you do? You know, do you, do you take it out? Do you retheme it? Do you leave it? Like that would be tough. So again, in the long run, probably beneficial that Disney didn't end up building this pavilion first. So a couple more here before we move on to my list, uh, Denmark in the mid 1990s, Disney was, you know, throwing around the idea of adding more countries to world showcase one of them was denmark i guess one of the front runners uh was denmark they're gonna have um the tivoli gardens which i guess inspired part of the concept for disneyland they're also going to have a carousel a ferris wheel and a lego themed boat ride that's i i don't know um you know reading this and that you know they had a scale model of the Denmark Pavilion, but you're telling me they were going to build a carousel, Ferris wheel, and Lego-themed boat ride? Three, you know, even though I'm sure the carousel and Ferris wheel, you know, not, you know, just kind of smaller attractions, like carnival-style rides, you know, there's that, there's that carousel at Magic Kingdom, there's an even smaller one at Disney Springs, um, you know, maybe it would have been more like that, but then a Lego-themed boat ride, what is the connection between Lego and, and Denmark? Is, is that a dutch company that i'm just learning right now um but again would be pretty cool i don't really know much about denmark um but you know the more countries the, the better this one would have had three different types of attractions that would have been pretty cool and it seems like they have like a pretty culture cool. and just the uh architectural style and stuff so denmark was one planned in the 90s again never came through and the last one you hear the united arab emirates again another pavilion that was kind of talked about and planned in the 70s and the concept art they even had a magic carpet ride um in the pavilion this was even pre this was pre disney aladdin but I, I feel like maybe aladdin is one of those characters that's been around you know forever kind of like uh like snow white you know and, and 
those types of characters where it's not technically Disney, but Disney made them famous. That's maybe what I'm guessing. And again, it kind of just shows you just the different, just a different time it was. You know, the 70s, the U.S. and the Middle East, like there, there weren't these tensions and war and, and, and stuff going on. Whereas nowadays, it's like, oh my God, like they were going to put an Iran or, you know, Air, United Arab Emirates, like the Saudi Arabia, like that type of area. Like that just kind of, it's just weird to people nowadays and, you know, even around my age, just different times. Um, I guess they wanted to do, the, obviously, the Magic Carpet Ride, you know, the, the different architectural style. Um, maybe do something with, um, like, the Arabian Desert and incorporate that into the pavilion as well. So, those were some more of the planned countries that got scrapped. Obviously, a few of them, a few of them you can kind of see why, you know, when, when politics and war and stuff gets involved, um, you know, Disney just kind of has to cut ties as well as far as like Costa Rica and Denmark just I don't know just kind of fell through I don't know if it was money you know the 90s I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised you know during the Disney decade Michael Eisner didn't want to you know add something uh to World Showcase when you really think about it he was all for adding stuff to the parks whether it was hotels rides shows parks you know he opened MGM and Animal Kingdom a bunch of different hotels I'm surprised he didn't sit down and be like, hey, let's put in some countries at Epcot. Or maybe he did. Maybe, you know, he wanted a Denmark. Maybe he wanted, you know, Costa Rica. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't able to get that done and, you know, tie it into maybe uh, a Disney movie. But let's move on now. As I've mentioned, you know, it's always fun to kind of become an Imagineer for the day and pretend like you work for Disney. And it's up to you to kind of decide what's happening next. It would be pretty cool if I, if they came to me like, hey, Kevin, you know, what, what country should we add? We got some money. We got some land. Let's put some countries into World Showcase. What are we going to do? And I've always thought about this, and this question comes up a lot, like when I do Q&As, or just when you kind of think about World Showcase in general, I think we've all kind of thought like, oh, I wonder what else they could add. I wonder what other countries, you know, would be cool here. There's always one that comes to mind immediately, and it's a country I've always wanted to visit. And the other, I was back and forth on which one I would add. But the first one I would say, and it kind of seems like an easy out here, Brazil. You know, I feel like Brazil would probably be a very popular pavilion. I think we all know, we've all seen, we've all heard and experienced the Brazilian tour groups that we've seen around Walt Disney World. There's a lot of them. They usually they travel in big packs. They have uh, the tour guide with the flag. They're the ones that are usually sitting down in line, like playing games that are really loud. We've all seen it. We've all experienced it. But Brazil, I think, would be an easy fit there. You know, it has a following. There, you know, it's pretty popular with people from Brazil. Um, they have you know the culture, the archi architecture. They have the food. They have. Um, Carnival, like the special occasion, the special event I feel like everyone's kind of heard of. And when you kind of sit back and look at it just through like the Food and Wine Festival, you've always kind of noticed that the Brazil kind of area for the Food and Wine Fest is usually a little bigger than the other countries around it. It seems like they put more effort into that one because they know it has a bigger following. They know it'll draw more people. We've eaten, you know, we've tried all of them. They have some good food there. There's actually, I'm, I'm sure by you guys maybe as well, like here like in the Chicagoland area, there's a bunch of like Brazilian steakhouses. It's like those places where you go 
and oh my god, like you eat so much. But you go and um, the ones I've been to, they give you like a green card or a red card on your table. And when you want, and they just like the waiters and stuff like just walk around with platters of meat. And if you want them to stop at your table, you keep the green card out. And if you're full or you don't want them right now, you like put the red card out. But I remember going there for the first time and it was like every single type of steak, pork, chicken, bacon wrapped steak, bacon wrapped chicken wrapped in steak. Like they had literally everything. Um, they also had this like really good like cheese bread appetizer that I'm pretty sure I had at the food and wine festival. Then they also had like a salad bar, but come on, you're not going there for the salad. I like, I'm, I'm going there to get the meat sweats. Like, let's be real here. I think that one, you know, that one would definitely fit. It would be kind of the easy out, like, hey, what's a pavilion we could build that, you know, won't, won't upset people. There's not like some political tensions going on. We have a big following. We can draw people in, like they'll come in and spend money. Probably Brazil, probably a Brazil themed pavilion. Put in a restaurant, put in a quick service. Um, obviously I'm going to say, Hey, put in some sort of attraction. Like what, what kind of attraction could they put in? I feel like the easy one for any world showcase country is just your classic, either dark ride or boat ride. Just kind of, you know, just kind of going through the country, exploring what the country has to offer, um, different monuments, different um you know things with culture like i mentioned carnival i believe that's brazil right that's a like giant party festival parade uh, I, I saw a simpsons episode on it once like you could easily do some sort of show or attraction or parade you know with that you know i feel like that would be pretty cool even if, if you did like a just like a boat ride and just kind of travel through the country of brazil and see all the different you know popular tourist attractions do some sightseeing you know, go through a part of the attraction where it's like carnival like i think i think you could actually make that a pretty fun entertaining ride you know it's one of those places obviously parts of it aren't going to be the safest as it's you know there's places like that in every country but you know you could travel to without really much of a hassle you know i have a friend who um was with a girl who was from brazil he went down there to visit he, he you know he told me all about it definitely an interesting place um, you know, put in an attraction, build a quick service, have live music. I think it would be pretty cool. You have like dancers, like, I feel like that pavilion would definitely work. And so for the other country that I'm going to pick, this is the one that like right away, I've always, I've always said, like, this is my number one pick and probably just because it's a country I've always wanted to go to and I'm 99.9% .9 sure I'll never go to. And my pick for the second country is Australia. I, I don't know what it is. I've just always kind of been fascinated with Australia. It's uh, probably, you know, probably a reason. It's just like, it just seems like an entirely different world sometimes. Like we see memes or posts or, you know, things on the internet about Australia. And it's just kind of like, whoa, like what kind of place is this? Most of the time, you know, it involves like giant deadly spiders or weird like insect creatures like that. Still, it's like, whoa, like that place is so foreign and so far away. It just, I don't know, that curiosity in me is always like, man, I, I would like to go there and see that. And again, I think part of it too is at least like in certain months, like their climate, you know, warmer climate. Um, 
obviously it plays a role like you can go to a when you can go to a country and understand and speak the language that obviously makes things a little different you know i would love to go visit japan um uh italy you know some other european countries but it worries me that i won't be able to understand or speak the language you know that that worries someone like me whereas like i could go to australia and yeah they have an accent but i could understand what they're saying and i could like if something happens, if I get lost, if I got to find a restaurant, if I got to find a hotel, I could just, you know, speak it. You know, that makes it a little easier as well. Again, they do have a booth for the Food and Wine Festival. And I'm trying to think what they had. I, I should have brought out the book with me, but I know they had some shrimp, some sort of shrimp dish. Food-wise, you know, Brazil was an easy one food-wise. You know, the steak, meat, cheese bread pretty easy i don't know what kind of desserts they have they're, they're famous for australia i think about shrimp and then other than that like my brain kind of goes blank and all i can think about is vegemite um because of the song land down under they talk about vegemite um so <laughs> you guys are getting you guys are really getting a, a a good look into how my brain works and how um some of my knowledge is based off of the simpsons and 80s songs you know, but but food-wise, you know, maybe you don't have a sit-down restaurant. You could. Who cares? You know, put a sit-down restaurant in there. Um, but quick service, you know, I think you could do fine with. Whether it's, like, just copy the, the food and wine festival stuff that they have, have to offer. They probably have good fish. They probably have, um, I don't know what other kind of meat. I don't want to say kangaroo. Um, but I'm sure they have some other good food that I just don't know about and would be Perfect, perfect example of why uh, the World Showcase countries are good. I could go there and try some food and be like, wow, they actually have some really good food there. You know, kind of how like, same way with like Norway and some of the other countries. It's like, well, I've never been to this country. I don't know what they have to offer. I go to Epcot. I walk around the pavilions and I learn a little bit, right? That's what it's all about. Learning a little bit as you have fun and as you eat or go on attractions. Uh, attraction wise, again, Maybe you just do some sort of dark ride where you get a tour of the country. Um, I know they're famous for like the Sydney Opera House, right? So they have some really famous architecture there. I'm sure there's more. Do they have a desert there? You know, that other country, um, isn't that one of, like, one of the countries where they don't use like a lot of the land because it's just like inhabitable? Like, I don't know if it's a desert or rainforest or what it is, um, but it would be cool. You know, they have some cool animals down there kangaroos as i mentioned i'm a big fan of kangaroos i've always i saw a kangaroo once at the pumpkin patch here in chicago like last year and i was just i don't know it's just a really cool and interesting animal to me and uh again <laughs> when i think about like australian kangaroos i just think about like that kangaroo video where the guy saved his dog by punching a kangaroo Again, you guys are seeing how my brain works here, but that was pretty cool. So that makes me want to put Australia in the World Showcase. So Australia, you could have, and you know what? There's some pretty famous history there with like uh, movies like Crocodile Dundee. And I think a lot of people can kind of feel like the same way. Like, I, I, at least from here, it's probably like a 20-hour plane ride. I don't think there's any chance I could ever do that. I just don't think I could be on a plane for that long. And I would love to visit there. It would I feel like it would be so much fun. Like I think they have like beaches and stuff. See the architecture, try some food, see some kangaroos. Um dingoes. Yes, they have dingoes as well. But it's one of those places I just I don't I don't see myself ever going there. So the closest I will ever get 
would be at Epcot. So it'd be cool if they put that in just so I could kind of experience it a little bit. So Australia, quick service, some shrimp, um, shopping would be cool. You know, some cool shops and then some sort of attraction as well. And with I, I forgot to mention it with Brazil. Like, is there a Disney movie that takes place in Brazil? Some of the more recent movies like Coco and there's another one. I, I don't know which Central American country they take that it took place in or South American country. Um, but like maybe you could do that. You know, Disney loves putting movies and characters. I'm pretty confident they don't have anything with Australia. Finding Nemo or Finding Dory. One of those two, I think they're in Australia, right? Isn't that where Dory's from? Wallaby, Wallaby Way? So maybe you do something like that. A Dory attraction? There we go. Now, see? See how easy that was? Come on, Disney. It's, it's not that hard. But those would be my two picks. Um, Brazil and Australia. A couple of the ones I was thinking about adding, um, I guess my honorable mentions. Greece. I put Greece on my list. That one would be cool. You know, the Mediterranean. Um, good food. I, I really like Greek chicken and Eros and... Um, you know, they have some really good food there in Greece and of what I've seen and what I've heard, some great sights, scenic views, like it just looks like a beautiful country. And then the, uh, the other country I had was Spain, which I already talked about again, the culture, the food, the history. Um, I feel like that one would fit in there as well. So those are my two honorable mentions. If you guys, what would you guys add? If you're listening to this, send me a message. Um, maybe I'll put out a uh, story on Instagram just to kind of see what you guys say. But it's fun to think about, you know, adding some countries to World Showcase. Since I've been alive, I don't think they've added any of them. Um, I think they've, it's all kind of the same. So it would be cool, you know, they're doing all these changes to their parks. They're doing all these changes to Epcot. I'm a little surprised that they haven't added to World Showcase. Now, maybe it has something to do with just, you know organizing with that country's government and getting them to sponsor it and pay for it. I don't know, but it would be cool. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I do think eventually uh, they will add to it. It's just a, just a matter of time at this point. But that wraps up my list on this week's episode, adding two countries to World Showcase. Always fun to kind of put on my Imagineer hat and pretend and try to, you know, create attractions and, and restaurants and experiences. It's not that difficult, but man, that would be a pretty cool job if that was your, you know, your area of expertise was designing and, um, you know, a pavilion at World Showcase. Before I ended this week's episode, I did want to talk about it. it was pretty, I thought it was pretty cool. So the other day, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm on my phone. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to try to log into my old Dizboards account. Now, if you don't know what the Dizboards are, so you've probably seen them, the Diz. Uh, D-I-S. Um, I, I, I'm sure you either follow them or seen their posts. They have a website, the Diz Boards. And back in the day, this is like very pre-social media. I think Facebook was maybe like not even around yet. They had these basically discussion boards. Um, and it was all Disney themed. There's there like all these different categories, you know, um, Disney advice, Disney tips, Disneyland, Universal Studios, driving versus flying, like all these different subcategories. And one of them uh, was Teen Diz, the Teen Diz boards, like this little kind of subcategory where it was really supposed to be just like all the teenagers 
would get together and they could talk about Disney or whatever else. And it's so weird because my dad is the one that actually got me into the Disboards because back in the day before our trips, like he would use that for tips and tricks, advice, coupon codes. Like people would give out, you know, some of their like rental car codes and coupons for discounts. Like he, he always talked about it and that's how I found it out. But I was able to log into my account uh, after I... I luckily have the same email or access to the same email account that I did in 2006 because that's when I joined and that's when a lot of the posts were from 2006. Some of you guys listening, there's a chance you're not born yet. That blows my mind. I was 16 in 2006, discovered the Disboards. I'd go on the family computer and just, you know, talk about Disney with all my other teen Diz friends and I was able to go in and you could like look at like your posts. Man, some of the, just seeing that just brought back so many feelings because, well, one of them just, I remember like that was big. Like I said, that was kind of pre-social media. Like we had, we had email, obviously, I'm not that old. We had AOL Instant Messenger, but we didn't have anything like this, at least the, not that I knew of. You know, MySpace was just kind of getting started, getting popular. But I would go on the teen Diz boards every single day, every single night, especially over the summer. Like, you know, you're 16, 17 in high school during the summer. Like, I'd be up till, you know, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning either playing video games or, you know, on the computer, on the Diz boards. And just looking at it, it does not surprise me now that I have a podcast because I would create topics and post them. And it's like top 10 favorite rides. What are things at Disney that you miss? What are th- rides at Disney that need to be changed? updates you like all these like it's like literally stuff i've talked about on my podcast like podcast episodes and topics kind of blew my mind to see that then you know i I click on some of the posts and see some of my responses like it's kind of cringe because um i was definitely trying very hard to be like the cool disney guy you know especially back then i always just kind of felt like there was like the stigma with being a disney fan like this is like before disney adults were a thing you know, I'm a teenager, like, Disney, I feel at least, like, in my eyes, it was, like, kind of looked down upon. Like, if you were still going to Disney with your family when you were 16, it was like, well, man, like, Disney's for kids, Disney's for babies. It was, like, that kind of thing. I don't know if it was just, like, my high school and the people I was around or if that was, like, a real thing, but that's how I felt. So, like, I wanted to be the cool Disney guy. Like, hey, look, I'm into Disney. I'm on, you know, these the, these Diz boards, all the stuff. I'm a huge Disney fan, but I'm also, you know, th- this cool guy who is a jock and has basketball scholarships and all-conference this. Like, look at me. I'm so cool. Like, some of those posts, it's like, Kevin, man, you were trying way too hard to be cool. Like, it's just so cringe to see some of that stuff. But overall, just just cool to see if you're if you're of age and you remember... If you were ever on the on the team Disboards from like 2006 through 2010, let me know because that's one of those things like I, I remember I, I made friends with a few people. You know, by 2010 is when I kind of stopped. I, you know, I was 20, wasn't a, technically a teenager anymore. They had other like topics. I'd still go on every once in a while, like go to like the college boards and stuff like that. But mostly that made me sad because all like Disney college program kids. Uh, but at that point, you know, I'm in college. We had Facebook. So there's like, I think maybe three or four people, you know, we actually became like Facebook friends and would kind of keep in touch, you know, through Facebook and always like comment and like our Disney stuff on there. But it's been years, probably almost 
12 years since I've talked to any of those people. And I don't even, I don't know if they would even remember me or follow me, but it's kind of cool um, to kind of think about. Cause I remember when we stopped talking, like some of them were just going to college and doing the college program. You know, I wonder if they did end up making it and, and working at Disney, you know, I'm here with, you know, my Disney Instagram and my Disney podcast. It would be kind of cool to kind of reconnect with some of those people. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. But that's all I got for this week's episode. As you might have heard there towards the end, I have a fussy baby who's uh, just waking up from a nap. So it's time to go back into dad mode. I appreciate all you guys listening. Uh, Just quickly too, uh, by the time I'm finishing this up, the Spotify wrapped uh, came out. And anyone who has Spotify, or maybe if if you don't, you always see people post about it. But if I made it onto your Spotify wrapped for... Um, you know, podcasts, like top five listened to or most listened to, like, let me know. Um, I did post about it on Instagram and there were a few of you guys that reached out and like sent me screenshots of your Spotify rap and I was in your top five or your top podcast. And that, that really does mean a lot. Like that's, I don't know. It, it still kind of blows my mind that there's people out there who enjoy listening to me, you know, that much. I want I want to be that, you know, I want to be that podcast, that voice, that Disney voice that you guys can go to. And I appreciate all you guys listening, whether you're a first time listener, whether you're, you know, subscribed and listen every single week or if you just listen every once in a while. Like, I totally get that, too. I'm the same way. I have podcasts where, you know, every once in a while, I just I, I just have a feeling for listening to it I pop it on and you know it's, it's not very consistent but you know we're at that time of the year like around Thanksgiving we're all supposed to talk about what we're thankful for and you know the new year and goals for the year and I didn't get to say it last week uh, but I am thankful for you guys I, I've said it a million times I'll continue to say it I think we have the best Disney community whether it's my podcast my TikTok my Instagram like find me another Instagrammer blogger who is answering every single dm or taking suggestions from you guys for episodes like there's so many of you guys like we don't even talk about disney anymore we'll send each other baseball stuff 90s wrestling memes uh, video game stuff just funny videos in general and i think that's pretty cool so thank you guys that's all i got i gotta go get ready i gotta hit the gym i get to work out at like 9 30 at night now so uh that's my life but trying to trying to get back on track you guys have a good rest of the week. Have a good weekend. It's December. Holy bleep. And until next time, always remember, it all started with a mouse. 